scoring the 4-0-2. What, what, what did they do? Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks team. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. We're going to have to start off right away. The sauce is back in the house. Marty is back from his little vacation slash some other adventures that he went on. And, you know, I just, as soon as I saw Marty's face on here, it just invigorated me with energy. I was like, it's Marty. He's back. (laughs) Tell us about how things have been going the last week, Marty, because you got you and JJ Watt are kind of brothers now. We are. We are. Yeah. I actually uh, was hosting a family reunion in Iowa City because that's where I'm from. Um, and unfortunately, I came down with the same thing that uh, JJ Watt did, which is uh, a thing called AFib. And it's, uh, you know, I want to get it out there to everybody that it's more common than what you think. It's, uh, it can be serious if you don't treat it. Uh, it's a irregular heartbeat is what it is. It's when the top part of your heart is not talking to the bottom part of your heart, but it makes, it makes you feel like shit. And, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of scary. You know, you know, yeah. JJ Watt got pretty emotional. It's scary when you first got it. I first experienced this about five years ago and I've had the procedure with an ablation, but you know, for everybody out there, it, it is common. It has nothing to do with age. Uh, it can happen to teenagers. It can happen at, at any age. And the key is if you feel like something's wrong, it probably is. So have it checked out and, and get it taken care of. Well, Marty, we're glad that you're back. Uh, it just wasn't the same without you, man. And uh, we're just like sitting here thinking, oh, Marty's just hanging out in the RV, having family reunion vacation, and then reached out and let us know what he'd been going through. And <laughs> I felt like a horrible friend. He just had been go- going through all this stuff. And like, we're just sitting here, like minding our own business. So Marty, but we're glad that you're back, buddy. And we're glad you're healthy and, and feeling better, man. I'm happy to be back too. go Hawks. Yeah. Go Hawks, baby. All right, boys. Uh, we're going to start out here with, uh, and Matt, I kind of thrown you on the spot here and I hope you're ready. The week five results. Do you know where we stand on that? Yes, I do. I know we. I know I did terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do good. Either. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was. I, I. If you're going off my picks, you lost a lot of money last weekend. <laughs> don't go. Don't go looking for Matt. Don't go look. Don't come looking for me. Yeah. So uh, since Marty missed last week, I did do a percentage. I switched it over. I think it's right. Um, 
Because we had that week where we just did two instead of the six pack pick. Yep. So I had yep. I, I figured that in. I think I'm right on. But um, Adam and I are actually tied at 46 percent at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, Kyle Slicker is at 50 percent, and Marty <laughs> is at 60 percent. Son of a. I don't, I don't know if that's fair enough for me not being there. Maybe you ought to give me what you ought to do is give me the worst score. Whoever got the worst score, and that's what you ought to give me is the same. As that <laughs> give one. you the give no. you the tie to the worst. Score. I, would, I wouldn't have done no, that. That's, well. that's the percentages. <laughs> that's how they work out. That's how we do it, Marty. We go up percentages. So that's just right. in case you know things come up, and you know we don't work for ESPN, so, so sometimes you can't be here. The three of us picked Maryland and Illinois correctly. We, we picked Miller at Maryland and we picked Illinois and Kyle came in with the Nebraska pick. Yeah. And he was the only Adam one. Adam and I picked Indiana. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Well, Matt, we, hey, uh, when some you lose some, I guess. Matt and I stunk up big time. So was not. <laughs> I did try to do better. It's. <laughs> Oh, we're so, we're sorry if you if you bet on us. I just have not been picking games very well. I haven't. I and I've been watching games, and I have not had a very good streak lately. So I was feeling really good about Minnesota. All over the place. I was feeling really good about Minnesota, and was too. Speaking about all over the place, I was shocked to hear I got a call from uh, the Miller Light Delight or a text last night that Paul Chris at Wisconsin had been relieved of his duties. Um, Really surprised by that. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Really kind of unfiltered. You know, speaking of unfiltered, Matt's putting down a Miller Light Delight right this there. This one is filtered. Oh, this one's filtered. Okay. <laughs> what do you got there? What are you drinking there, Kyle? Lagunitas. Something, something. Little something, something. It's my, it's my favorite. It's my go-to. Is that unfiltered? This one is... Um... <laughs> Marty, we know you're drinking Propel, buddy. Is, uh, back into it after what you this, this is what AFib brings you. Yeah. <laughs> this, anyway. is, this is filtered, but it's a uh, it's seven and a half percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, many um, many tests and trials and tribulations to determine yeah. that this is the beer that I will always have in my fridge no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right on. I drank my last uh, Royal Eddie from Iowa City. Oh, that was that's good stuff, man. Yeah, that's nine percent. I drank that. I drank one, my last one last night. I didn't know I was getting down there, but those are good. Yeah, Marty, you got the propel then. I, I that... do. I got the propel for another week or so. so. That's a solid choice, and I think you kind of got to <laughs> stick with that. When you I was how much vodka is in there though? Tito. That touche, touche. <laughs> um, I'm riding with my friend Tito right here. So as as good per, too, per the use. he's your amigo. Yep, he is my amigo. We had some fun together this weekend, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> but anyway, getting back to um, the firing of Paul Chris, I want to go over some quick, you know, some stats about uh, about Coach Chris, things that he went through. Now, I, I really felt like Wisconsin had kind of been heading down the wrong track a little bit. But did any of us think he was going to get fired right now? No, did not oh, at all. That shocked me. Um, I had forgotten that Barry Alvarez is not the athletic director there anymore as a first first or second year AD. And he's not the guy that hired him, but um, Paul Chris, okay, 67 and 26 um, during his time at Wisconsin. I thought this was super interesting. He's the third all-time winningest coach right right behind Brett Bielema, who's the coach that he played right, up, right before he got fired. So uh, Bielema, you know, I was like, hey, you're not taking that spot for me. <laughs> 
you're I'm, you're going to get you fired. So he uh, got Jeez. let go. Um, and uh, one cool stat: only Urban Meyer has had more wins in his fir- first five seasons than Paul Chris, which is another crazy one. And Coach Chris is just the third coach in modern Big Ten history to win at least fifty games in his first five seasons. Pretty crazy stuff there. Um, wow. He kind of, you know, when he had a, the, the bad COVID year, they, they did not do so well, but he had, they had a lot of issues with players having COVID on the team. You know, that'll make it tough if you don't have the personnel. But, um, you know, going back, he went nine and four last year and missed out on the Big Ten West uh, title and making it to the Big Ten championship. I know at Wisconsin, you sh- you sh- it should be Iowa and Wisconsin pretty much every year the way things are set up. One of those two teams should be battling to get into the, the Big Ten championship from the West. And, you know, Wisconsin just has, has slipped over the last few years. Um, I wanted to see what you guys thought of uh, the firing. And um, if you think maybe is this a, you know, a Frank Solich, Nebraska move where be careful what you wish for, you know, like things have, aren't bad, but, you know, they are heading in the wrong direction. Um, Marty, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this first. I I think it's crazy. I think it's a, uh, you know, a, um, pulling the gun out too fast on it. I can't help but think that there's something else um, at play here. Uh, I don't, maybe it'll come out. I don't know, but I just can't. Um, I think it's too soon. Although, my hope is is maybe we can try trade Brian for Paul. Can we get uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, hopefully hopefully uh Brian uh, you know he's ready to be a head coach goes up there. <laughs> I'm guessing that he's probably not in the running for the position but that's just a hunch on my Come part. On. Um, Kyle we can't always, can can always hope. Always I mean hope. we get Always hope. Um, Jim Leonard's going to be the interim coach, um, one of the hottest defensive coordinators in the country right now. The defense really wasn't a problem. I believe Wisconsin only had, was it two to three, four rushing yards against Illinois? It was really, really bad. Um, we haven't really done a lot better. But, Kyle, what what did you think about this when you heard the news? I was surprised, too. And, actually, Jim Leonard, I just had to look him up. But uh, – because it just sounded familiar. But uh, when I was being recruited, you know, I got offered a full ride to Wisconsin and I actually committed to Wisconsin That's very, right. very, very, very briefly. Oh, That's right. Um, I forgot about that. Jim Leonard, Leonard was, he was a player at the time. And uh, anyway, he would have been one of my teammates <laughs> and then him and I, we hit it off. And so he's a good, he's a good dude. But anyway, you know, when I see things like this, uh, it, it's striking, you know, middle of the season, uh, Marty, you know, I'm going to go with what you said. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of Premier League soccer, and and um, when, when this type of thing happens mid-season, of course, the Premier League season is super, super long. It's just like baseball. But <clears throat> it makes me think, like, okay, he's doing well, you know, stats-wise. That's that's kind of rare to have that happen. And when you name off, like, guys like Urban Meyer, to me, it sounds like something's happening behind the scenes. It sounds like th- something – so they're not jiving. You know, maybe he doesn't have a good rapport with uh, boosters. Maybe he doesn't have a good rapport with, you know, the higher ups. Who knows? But it, this sounds to me like political. You know, this yeah. sounds like, hey, you know, something happened. People move some stuff around and they're like, we need to get him out of here now. I don't like the way he's doing what, you know, who knows? 
But yeah. I do. I don't think it's football related. Could be, but I don't know. Some interesting information that kind of surfaced recently is now, of course, some of the rumors are, oh, they're going to try to go after Bielema and get him to come back from Illinois. And uh, some things have come to the surface. Like apparently uh, Brett was not very well liked at Wisconsin. And that was part of the reason why he jumped to Arkansas. There was some friction and some relationships there. So uh, Matt, what did you think about this? I mean, I was shocked. I, I didn't see this coming at all. I don't know really anybody that did. If things would have continued down this path, I could have maybe seen it at the end of the year, but the guy's been there for eight years. I mean, I kind of feel like he, you know, he's had a lot of success. I kind of feel like he deserved better than this. Yeah, I was, I was surprised by the news. Um, Some things I read were the defensive coordinator. This is a very strong campaign for his, him to take over since he played at Wisconsin. He's alumni and all that stuff. So, um, that was kind of the rumor mill is that they're going to promote him into that head coach position. I suppose these next, you know, seven, whatever games he's, he's got to put up some numbers. I don't know if you can fix the offense and, you know, in the rest of the season, you kind of have who you have, uh, and your, your offensive coordinator is still there. So I, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to change enough this year, but, uh, that's, Kind of what I had heard is he may take over. Yeah. So if they go after another coach for head coach, it's hard to say, I guess, at this point. But uh, yeah, that was a, yeah. what was Brian that, Marty? Ferentz. Brian Ferentz. Brian Ferentz. Well, that that was another one of the rumors too. Was that they were worried that a school like Nebraska was going to go after Leonard and try to bring him in as their head coach, and they didn't want to see that happen. They felt like things were sliding in the wrong direction and wanted to get ahead of it. So um, that's, you know, that's another one. And then the other hot rumor is they're going after Lance Leipold at, at KU because um, he's revived that program and yep. they wanted to get ahead of it. They were afraid Nebraska is going to get him, and they felt like, okay, if we don't do this now, then we're going to miss out. So it's really interesting. Um, I wanted to show you guys some other stats that I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, so, Coach Chris, like I said, was 67 and 26, almost an identical record to Kirk Ferentz over the la- uh, since 2015. Kirk 66 and 27. Uh, so Kirk's got a 59% uh, percent winning percentage, and Chris has 61%. So Paul Chris has outperformed uh, Coach Ferentz just by the s- smallest of margins. Um, you know, and, th- and this got brought up as well, too. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, kind of bickering between the Hawkeye fan base all season and a little bit last year too, with the lack of production from the offense, people are super frustrated. And a lot of people are thinking that there needs to be a change. If, you know, if Kirk's not willing to make a change with the nepotism, things that are going on, maybe the whole staff needs to be revamped. Um, I wanted to hear kind of what you guys think on that with, and especially too, in the, in the coming years, they, the big tens announced their intention of getting rid of the divisions and going in like a pod format where it's going to be, not everyone's going to be able to play everyone because there's too many teams, but it's going to be the two best teams in the big 10, which the, the divisions have come out to our favor that we've, you know, had it this way we're probably not going to sniff the big 10 championship very often. Once we go to this model, um, I want to feel like what, what you guys think about this, where, where the program's at right now. And uh, you know, if it's something that we should just be happy with where we're at and feeling lucky that we're not sitting at the bottom of the big 10 West that, you know, we're still winning 
seven, eight games a year. This year, we really don't know for sure. But, you know, Matt, what, what do you think about all this? Um, I mean, I would agree that we probably won't get into the Big Ten championship as often our, our odds, especially when our offense is showing the numbers they are. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we did look better. I mean, we scored two touchdowns against Michigan, and their defense is really good. So, no. yeah, I don't I don't know. That's going to be an interesting take. And they're going to take the top two teams from the entire Big Ten. So, yeah, that's the trend. It needs to, we need to do better if we're going to be up there. Yeah, and the the thing is that the, the big argument going on, Kyle, is that our standard of excellence is not as high as a school like Wisconsin and you know maybe Nebraska or you know schools like like you know Notre Dame and, and places like that. We're gonna accept a little bit of a lower level, a lower ceiling of performance. But then you have the counter argument where you know, you better be careful what you wish for. You're going to move a guy out of here that's has a winning record and has done well, uh, but for potentially greener pastures, but you could end up in a situation that, you know, Tennessee, Miami, Nebraska, you know, schools like that, that had a ton of success that are still, some of them still haven't dug themselves out of the basement. What do you think, Kyle? Well, one thing I've always really liked about Iowa, when I get into arguments with folks and they're like, well, you don't have any national championships. You know, you're not as sexy as the Ohio States and the Miamis and the Florida States. And one thing I've always taken a lot of pride in is knowing that, you know, Coach Ferentz and his philosophy and just the Iowa philosophy that we try to build there is you want, you know, you want the right people. And I know that, you know, Coach Ferentz, <clears throat> there, you know, he probably gets presented with a ton of four or five star recruits daily. Um but their vetting process on these guys, he wants the right people in, in inside. My point is, I don't, I don't know. Of course, everybody wants a national championship. Of course, everybody wants a Big Ten championship. Of course. But first of all, we are Iowa. Hawkeye fans are going to have a great time no matter what. And I know looking down the road, you know, gosh, it's, you know, we've had a great time. We've had a great time for many years. It's time to, you know, actually prove that we're striving for excellence and all that stuff. Mm. But I think. Coach Ferentz um, is more concerned about creating really good young men, you know, that, that go on and be really good people. And I'm not saying that anybody else is bad. One of, I think I've said this before. He would turn down a five-star recruit that's a punk and that is not a good team player. Yeah. And he, he would rather take a two-star or a three-star that is just a phenomenal team player and knows how to work hard to get things done and be, and you know, so I think, part of that is kind of setting us back a little bit in a way because, you know, we're, we're almost provide you know, we're almost accepting mediocrity. Um, uh, I don't know. You, you follow me, you know, this yeah, is kind of, like, yeah. of course, man, you know, we could, we could make things, we could make the recruiting process as sexy as, as possible and start letting anybody come through the floodgates, anybody who wants to come to <clears> Iowa, but then you start to run into problems. It's like, where do I, where do we want to set our standards? You know, um, so anyway, yeah, Mar Marty, what do you have uh, any thoughts on this? You know, the one, one of the arguments too, is, um, you know, a lot of fans have said Kirk can, should be able to decide when he comes and goes. And, for, you know, for me, I'm torn on that to say that for a coach that hasn't won a big 10 championship since 2004. And, you know, as 
you know, since Kyle was there, you know, it, to me, if you haven't won a, a conference championship in well over a decade, it's hard for me to say that you're above getting let go at any point in your career. But, you know, Marty, over on that whole argument, you know, with the Wisconsin situation and with the Iowa coaching, because I got hammered a little bit on Twitter. I made a comment and I said, um, Wisconsin felt like things were moving in the wrong direction and there was no way to fix it. So they decided to make a change. That's something Iowa has yet to figure out. And I got, it was kind of like 80% like, yes, that's exactly what we think at 20%. One guy told me you, you really whine a lot. One guy said, and then, and then I'm like, what, what are you going to be a prick? Like, you know, like, and then, and then somebody else was like, this is the stupidest take I've ever read. And I'm like, Okay, I don't know if stupidest is a word, but that's kind of, you know, I guess we could debate on that. But, you know, so you get hammered on Twitter. Twitter can be a nasty, nasty place. Uh, Marty, what do you think about all this mess? Well, I will tell you guys, uh, and I, we haven't talked uh, in, the, in the last week or two. Um, I think, and I'm going to make this prediction early. I think there, and I joke about Brian Ferentz, but I think there is change in the air. And I think... I, I don't think we will have Brian Ferentz going into uh, next year. Uh, I will tell you from an extremely reliable source uh, who is sitting 10 rows up behind the uh, Hawkeye bench that um, Sam Laporta and uh, Brian Ferentz got into it and they were in each other's faces uh, during the game. Um, I think Brian yeah. was going after a referee uh, on one of the calls, but there was definitely an incident there. And I think, you know, Kyle, he's been in the locker room. So, you know, give your two cents here. This isn't media. I mean, this is a, this is a family member that told me about this. So um, good. Is, what do you, what do you think about that, Kyle, when a player and a coach is, you know, in each other's faces during, during a, during a big game? Yeah, uh, it definitely happens. And, you know, for it to be exposed during a game, I think is a little bit unprofessional. Um that should not happen. You know, I have, I have many, many recollection, you know, uh, of um, stuff like that happening. Uh, I mean, gosh, you know, Drew Tate, you know, he was a firecracker and um, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story, but you know, we, uh, we lost against Mich- uh, Minnesota my senior year in 06. And it was, the, it was the first time in many years that we'd lost uh, against Minnesota, but especially in the, in the Metrodome. I remember walking up to the, uh, walking up to the locker room at uh, halftime. Uh, actually, I can't remember if it was halftime or at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Coach Ferentz and Drew Tate were, uh, I mean, pushing each other, shoving each other, yelling at each other. I mean, it was oh, it was the first time. And then when we got to the locker room, I remember, like, coolers were flying. Uh, it was the first time in my five years there that I had experienced, that I had seen Coach Ferentz, his, you know, the frustration come out and, but I understood, I understood what was happening because I was right there watching it all. And I heard basically Drew Tate was playing. He was calling his own plays. He wasn't listening to the offense, but then again, that's an indication of like, Hey, look, I mean, that's kind of like what maybe Laporta was questioning his play calling. I don't know. Um, Drew obviously saw a chance to kind of take things under his own wing. I, I think it'd been happening a couple of times. I mean, we had a relative, we were six and six that year. We weren't that bad. Um, but, um, yeah, that was the first, I mean, guys, coolers were flying. I mean, it was like, 
Uh, that was the first time the coaches did not give us – I can't remember if it was halftime or if it was postgame, but that was the first time the coaches did not give us like a, a postgame or halftime speech. I, I remember us just kind of all sitting there. It's it's a tough situation. It's like that razor's edge. You don't know – do you want to push for greatness or, you know, take t- – ooh, listen to that. Ooh. Jeez, <laughs> that was so loud. It's like unwrapping a candy wrapper in class. Just do it, you know. Just yeah, just do it. it and get it over with. <laughs> don't try to be, try to be incognito. He wasn't trying to be incognito. Trust me, but it, it is a beautiful sound. Yes, it is. But it, it is so hard, you know. Whether to say, you know, it's you're in your 24th season. You know, we've seen what product we're going to be having out on the field. We do have a strong recruiting class coming in, but. You know, it's tough. Who knows what the right answer is? The only true answer is we're going to cheer for them and be Hawks no matter what. So yeah, right. even the, I will and, say the recruiting has been good the last three years. I mean, it's been yeah. the best that I've seen in a long time. So, yeah, I mean, with that, you might see that turn into wins. Hopefully, I just some of that, you know, offensive play calling. We got to get more catches, more big plays. We were playing the number four team in the country. You got to take that into consideration. Dude, yeah. Their defense is damn good. And we put up a couple touchdowns. There were some improvements on offense that I saw. A lot more yeah. catches, a lot more deeper throws. Yeah. Um, there was some improvement. I mean, Spencer went 21 for 31. He, the six- offensive line could have protected Petrus a lot better. I feel like, you know, there were some times, especially at the end of the game. Why can't he throw the ball away? Why does he refuse to throw the ball away when the po- the pocket collapses? Right, that's well, one you, thing he has never yeah. learned in all the years there. Throw <laughs> the ball away, like, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he's no. got to recognize those blitzes and and understand that they're coming and there's got to be somebody open quick. Or Brian needs to call plays that allows him to get the ball out faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's well, the man. He, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he call a? Uh, on fourth and two, he called a one-yard pass. Well, I don't know that he called that, but it ended up being a one-yard pass to Laporta. <laughs> so, well, I mean, they needed two. He was right there. I, I don't know if they were hoping that Laporta could get two yards out of that. I mean, yeah. you know, really, he probably should have. If But the pass has got to be there to where he can catch it and make a move on it and get the yards after catch. Though, I mean, when you – he threw it to the ground kind of, and Laporta had to dive for it. You can't get extra yards when the passes aren't accurate to make those plays. That's the crazy part. And I heard an announcer say this and I was like, you nailed it on the head. He'll go and make three or four NFL type throws. Absolutely. And and then he'll botch a five yard out route, like, and throw it 10 feet over their head. Like I don't, I I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't know that anybody can statistically. He did have a, you know, he's improving as the season goes. Like I said, 21 for 31, 67.7% for 246 yards and a touchdown as QBR is it's climbing the charts. He's 128th in the country now. So is not down at the very, well, very it's not the worst. So it's not I mean, the it's worst, but he's not far better. from the basement still. So <clears throat> anyway, um, it's frustrating. Um, you know, JJ McCarthy was 18 for 24, 75 percent, 155 yards and a touchdown. He's the, a good quarterback and he's a freshman, I think, isn't he? Yeah, it's just funny to see a guy that's he's a freshman, like an 18 year old. He came out there and looked more poised and confident under center than. You know, Spencer's O-line's good. For, yeah, for 
five years. Um, Michigan, now this is a telling tale, uh, rushed for 172 yards versus Iowa's 35. Now, um, we had 35. We would have 66, but Spencer got sacked a lot and lost a lot of yards. So um, that stat's a little skewed, but... You know, you're not going to win a a football game when the rushing yards are that. We had big some big plays get called back too. Um, the refing was a huge problem. Very sketchy flags. <clears throat> I just think that yeah, the the officiating was terrible. Not that we would have won had it been different, but it would have been a lot closer of a game. I have a feeling. I think we would have kind of. I mean, we would have been in the game. We wouldn't yeah. have been twenty to nothing at one point. Like you kill a drive like that with two penalties back to back that were sketchy. Yeah. And and they went back and reviewed them and they were wrong almost every single time. And every time yeah. we had a big play, there was a flag on the field. Yeah. I was and surprised the announcers really dug into those officials. There needs to, officials. There needs, there needs to be VAR like uh, the premier league. And I know yeah. it keeps, I mean, it they'll go two, three minutes and let play go. And then all of a sudden the ref will blow the whistle and be like, Hey, VAR. And they'll go back. He'll go to the screen and he'll reset everything. I mean, it's I, I, I understand there's a little more ins and outs that, for it to be implemented in American football. But uh, one thing I did want to say real quick, um, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. you know, these players on the field executing the plays that the coaches have come up with and the offense that they've the offense that they've chose to uh, execute. You know, that entire week of preparation before the game, I can, you know, I remember many times and I didn't, we didn't lose too many games when I played. We had, you know, I was very fortunate to be a part of some great teams in the five years I was there, but the games that we did lose, you know, it was a bit puzzling where you'd have a great week of preparation. Things were humming, you know, they'd be going over every single play hundreds of times from Tuesday until Friday, like, uh, you know, hundreds of times going through all this stuff quarterbacks are humming everybody's doing their jobs and then all of a sudden we get to game day and it's the same place it's the same exact place and i realize that you're going against a live offense that's or a live defense that you haven't been able to actually prepare against but the simplest the simplest of plays that you got to see your quarterback and your snappers and your your line and your running backs everybody execute like probably 50 to 100 times during the week all of a sudden they can't execute that day Whose yeah. fault is that? You know, like I, I put my blame on the on the players at that point because it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. The coaches have done what they need to do. And it's not like this offense that they're throwing at you is brand new. It's not like these plays that they're calling are brand new. You know exactly how to execute these. So yeah. anyway. That's a great point, Kyle. Thanks for saying that. The The biggest point I want to get across on this whole thing is it's college football. We should all be able to have different opinions, whether, you know, good, negative, you know, bad, anything and tolerate it and not be pricks to each other about it. Like just because you feel one way doesn't mean that, you know, everyone else needs to feel the same way as you. If there's fans out there that think, you know, we need a change and let's overhaul the whole thing. I want to hear it. I want to hear about it. Tell me, you know, I, I I'm interested to hear it. I'm not going to call you an idiot and a moron for telling me you think that way. And I don't think other people should do that. I think, you know, if people think Kirk needs to be the coach till the day he goes six feet under, I'm not going to tell you you're an idiot. I want to hear about it. Tell me your opinion. I think it's interesting. I know enough to know I'm not the smartest guy in the room, hardly ever. And I want, <laughs> I want to hear other people's opinions. I have my opinions too. And, you know, I, I think that's the fun part about college football and people can get nasty about it sometimes. So we just need, I think we need to take a step back and realize that, Hey, at the end of the day, it is a game. Okay. Let's have fun with it. And 
All right. If you're if you're taking opinions, can we go back to you saying that you're an idiot? Oh, I might yeah. have an opinion. I might have an opinion on that. That I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, I, I think there's other people that would probably agree with you on that. So oh, I'm, I'm back this week. I'm back. Get their wife week, on the man. podcast. She'll 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 definitely confirm that I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I think all of our wives probably would. So that's the last thing we wanted. What if they started their own podcast? Talk about how big of idiots we all are. <laughs> would yeah, I would be a bad deal. I'd love to hear Karen. No, Mrs. No, Sauce. No, you know, you know, I married the 2005 Iowa homecoming queen. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, you can look her up. Her name was Holly Lopez at the time. Well, we've seen pictures, and you definitely outkicked your coverage. No pun intended. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you definitely married up, Kyle. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, she's got her master's. She's going after her doctorate. She's. Uh, it's basically. It's pretty from. Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be, hi, I'm um, Dr. Holly Lopez Schlicker, and this is my husband, <laughs> Kyle. Hey. Not good for her. There's no shame yeah. in that, brother. I know. She's, a, she's a rock star. That's awesome, man. All right, boys. Well, we are going to move on quick. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about your favorite tailgating spots. Uh, you know, I'm traveling to Illinois this week. I'm excited to, you know, go to Champaign. I, I think that that's an underrated place to watch a football game. They've done a lot to the stadium. The tailgating is a lot of fun. Illinois is rocking right now. They're four and one. You know, it's good. I, I'm pumped. And I like, you know, Kyle and I always talk about we're Brett Bielema guys. I think he's a hell of a coach. I like how he operates and how he does things. So I'm excited to check out another Big Ten town. I've been there um, already. My last one I got to hit is Ohio State, which we're going to be hitting this year. And then I've hit them all. Um, if you guys haven't hit a lot, like we talked about, just talk about your favorite spot at Kinnick where you like to go. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, Marty here. Marty. You know, home or away, and if it's home, where, where's your favorite place to tailgate? My favorite place, and, and I haven't been to a lot, so, uh, I'm, you know, I don't have a ton of experience on this, but I can't imagine anywhere better than Columbus, Ohio. Um, those people are crazy. I went to the Iowa, I went to an Iowa game there in Columbus, and uh, there were, they estimated 2 million people around the, the horseshoe, uh, 21 wow. bands, 21 bands. I only got to three, three bands. <laughs> and after the game, holy cow. I mean, girls running around without tops on. You know, they came up and they, were, they were rubbing up, yeah. you know, rubbing up like this behind <laughs> me. And Kyle, what the hell? <laughs> oh, man. My, the guys that, 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 that were Ohio fans or Ohio State fans, that took me, he goes, they don't, they don't party like this in uh, Iowa City. I said, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, it's just like 350 pound guys taking their tops off and doing beer bongs and stuff like that. So. Right. <laughs> it's a lot different. Yeah, Kissing in the woods. <laughs> and I'm I'm plenty fine with our tailgates. I have a great time. I'm not complaining about those whatsoever. But um, Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. So Matt and I are going to be going there this year. So I'm I'm excited for that. And um, Kyle, yeah, it's going to be bad. So it's, we might not make it back alive. <laughs> Kyle, what 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 about you, man? Like out of uh, doesn't even necessarily just have to be Big Ten, but when it comes to tailgating spots, because tailgating is a huge part of college football as a fan. What, what's your favorite? All right. Well, uh, I have to admit, I've actually never tailgated for a game. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, I've, I've really, since I graduated, I've really only been to like probably four games. Mm. And I know that, I know that sounds terrible, but um, you know, I, uh, it's, it's different when you're not a player. Um, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably start coming back uh, more and more, but you know, with the kids being young and all that stuff, I'm not going to, you know, get on a soapbox here, but my favorite tailgate spot, man, um, my dad, rest his soul. He passed away 13 years ago. He, uh, him and that side of my family found this spot on the South side across, um, across the street. I think there's a big high rise, like apartments now there. Uh, it's where the, like the bridge is. Um, but just South of there, there was a gravel road. Uh, there used to be a gravel road <clears throat> that would kind of take you back to a wooded area where there was just one big Victorian house and this big grass parking lot surrounded this Victorian house. It doesn't exist anymore. It's actually too bad. I have tons of video and pictures, but that back there were porta potties and that the owner of that house would have porta potties delivered in and he would ride around in a golf court, golf cart and make sure everybody had what they had. And uh, you know, he would guide traffic in and there, but you know, man, I just have so many great memories of going back there after games. I'd be, you know, my family would meet me at the top of the stairs at Kinnick and give me hugs and blah, blah, blah. And I'd talk to the press and do all that stuff. And then we would walk to, you know, across the street. And, um, you know, it was kind of like secluded away from everything. And, and, and throughout my five years, he always tailgated in the same exact spot. So I got to know and everybody else, I mean, you're talking probably two or 300 people that tailgated in the same spot every single year, every single game. So I got to know a lot of the people around here and it became like a safe haven, just a really cool way to just sit. And my dad always had beers or not. Well, sometimes he had beers waiting for me, but uh, he always had stuff waiting for, you know, there waiting for me. And Matt Roth's family would be there and, you know, a bunch of other my teammates' families would be there. And it was uh so yeah, anyway, do you do you kind of understand the uh, yeah. the location I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely not there. Well, definitely no gravel roads that close. Yeah, I know, and it, and and it's it kind of pisses me off uh, that it's not there anymore. But I understand it's evolution, and uh, every time I go back, things are changing, and it's no different than my hometown in Ankeny. Every time I go back, it's bigger, and you know the gravel road where I used to drive my buddy's pickup truck into the cornfield to clear out the corn so we could drink beer and hide from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> It's not there anymore, you know. It's uh, it's all big apartment buildings, and you know, it's just it's terrible. But it's evolution. That's why I'm big on pictures. I got a million pictures down here because even if it's not there, you got a picture. You can still remember it in your mind and look back on it. So you should definitely see if you can find a picture if you don't already of like you and your dad tailgating there at that sure. spot. Frame that baby. Put that up in the house. You can. Those yeah. are memories you can't, yeah. you know, replicate. Oh so. yeah. That's that's good stuff, man. That's a that's thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. All right, the Miller Light delight. <laughs> What's your fave? All right, I I really enjoyed when we went out to uh, Michigan State. Actually, that was one of my favorite. We had a killer yeah. spot and had some uh, players' parents come by and yeah partake in some uh, taller brats from Holstein, Iowa, with us. And yeah, go Hawks. Uh, yeah, that was really that was really awesome, and then uh, probably Illinois, and uh, had a lot. We had a lot of fun in uh, Minnesota. We made it on ESPN and Big Ten Network at yeah, that time. I mean, that was friggin' awesome. 
It's funny when we were at Minnesota at the tailgate, you know, we're ridiculous because we're out there playing beer pong and the, <laughs> the, the anchor for the big 10 network, she's got the microphone and I, I see her look over at us and she grabs her camera guy by the coat. She goes, get over here. And she pulls him <laughs> over to us and she's like, we need to do the intro with these guys. And so she does yeah, the that. intro to the game with us in the background. Cause we're Boy, Rosedale, that mini trophy. Yeah. Cause we're drunken buffoons. And she knew right. that it, it would add something to the to the intro. I don't even want to dare talk about what happened at Michigan State. I don't think that's family friendly <laughs> podcasting right there. That was we'll talk about that one off air. If you guys want to know us, message us and let us know. But hey, guys, like on the page and on the comments on the video, we want you to post your favorite tailgate spots where you guys like to go, where the most fun places are, different Big Ten cities. Um different places like that because we love hearing everybody's uh, stories and what you guys where you guys love to tailgate matt was, did you have any other ones i didn't want to cut you off uh i think those were my three i mean besides of course iowa it's funny because yours are like almost identical to mine <laughs> well so, yeah if i might add one more yes the tailgate spot where i tailgate with you guys before a game Ah, there you wherever, go. Wherever that is. Right. We're, we're going <laughs> to that happen. We're gonna have to get into the DeLorean and find out in the future where that's located. <laughs> so, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm excited. So I'm, I'm going. So mine, I had a few like Matt. Uh, Illinois is just a good time. A good bar scene. And uh, the, the parking is right by the stadium. They have a lot of open parking, which, you know, is kind of one of the downsides to Kinnick is it's kind of spotty all over the place. Broken up. It is. Um, Illinois, super easy. You know, when you've been drinking all day, going for a long walk to the stadium, it's just like, no, you, you know, this has sucked all my drive out of the day, like doing this. I just want someone to cart me and plot me into the stadium so I can uh, watch college football. So that's up there. And then like Matt said, Minnesota is um, awesome too. Spots all around the stadium. They re they built the stadium. It's pretty still really new, but it looks like a hundred year old stadium and the parking's right around very it's accessible. All open yeah. big areas to everybody kind of all in one group. Yeah. And the area around East Lansing uh, where Michigan state's Spartan stadium is, is beautiful. It's really yeah. nice. Their the fans were nice too. They, they were, they a were a lot of really nice fans there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they were grabbing us as we were walking in. You remember the, there was like some guys, I don't even remember. There was like a fenced in area off to the side of the stadium. These guys going, Hey, Iowa boys get in here. We got beer. Yeah. Michigan state. I remember warming up with Nate Kading. Um, I think it might've been 02 or, or 03 and uh, they didn't have the nets up to catch the footballs and they, uh, our football would go into the stands and the, the fans would catch them and then toss them up, toss them up, toss them up and then throw them over the stadium. And man, <laughs> so pissed. Oh my God. So I'm going to tell that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this one story, Matt, and you're going to be mad at me that I told it, but I'm going to tell it. This is G rated. I'm going to make it as G rated as possible. Not. Probably not. So <laughs> Marty's going to make fun of us forever for this, but I, it's fine. It's just like, I got, it's got to tell it. So after the game, we lost, we're at Michigan state, we're in East Lansing and we're at the bars. Okay. And at this one bar is a really nice beer pong table. And so we're like, Hey, well, let's play some beer pong, you know, and two other guys come over to the table and there, you know what I'm saying, Matt, you remembering already? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. I had and nothing to do with me. <laughs> Yeah, well, kind of it did. Um, <laughs> so we're sitting there playing and uh, the, you know, we keep playing these guys and keep beating them and they keep buying us drinks. 
and we're like, man, these guys are super nice. Like we're <laughs> getting pretty lit, you know, and these, these guys are like, can we take a picture with you guys? We're like, yeah, sure. You know, that's all good, man. You guys, Michigan state fans are awesome. And they're like, you guys, Hawkeye fans are the best. Like you guys are the most fun people, like big 10 fans that come to this town. And so I would say, I can't even remember how long it was about an hour and a half to two hours in. And we have a whole other group of people with us. Um, th- and this is went back when I was single. So there was a, a local that I had been hanging out with a lot of the trip. And uh, <laughs> these guys came over and handed us our drinks. And uh, one of the dudes went in and tried to give me a kiss. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I dodged oh, yeah. that one quicker than lightning. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> whoa. Um, <laughs> and I said, Matt, how stupid are we? This, these guys are buying us drink after drink after drink. I just thought they were super nice guys. I mean, yeah, we're a couple of naive dudes, like just <laughs> getting free drinks, like a couple of young girls. And uh, yeah, we uh walked down a path that we had to turn around, make a quick U turn, and get the hell out of there yeah. as fast as possible. So, oh, yeah, man. But hey, think, we had a. Really... I think we kept playing beer pong, but I think those guys went somewhere else. Well, or they went and sat at the bar, and one of them was like distraught, like he was like, you know, that he. <laughs> so apparently, I was giving off the. He had, to, he had to recalibrate his gator, man. I apparently like <laughs> his. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was. You were just being Iowa nice. Yeah, and then they decided I was going to be the sacrificial lamb. They're going to go after me, so it was. It was something. I'm like, oh man, how dumb are we? But hey, we had like the smallest bar tab we've ever had in our lives that night. You so. Yeah, you're right, Adam. I'm taking. Oop, he cut out. Notes here. I got ammunition. I'm getting <laughs> ammunition now. Oh man, it was horrible. But you know, hey, I guess everyone's got to take their shot, regardless. You know, so I don't have any hate toward them whatsoever. You got to take your shot, man. All right, guys. <laughs> It's time for, guess what? The Six Pack Challenge. The Six Pack Challenge brought to you by Meyer Electric. Meyer Electric with shockingly good service since 1833. Meyer Electric. You're out of control. (laughs) Oh, uh, thanks again to Meyer Electric for uh, sponsoring the Six Pack Challenge. First game up on the board. Sponsored by Meyer Electric. I just love saying that. Um, we got Wisconsin at Northwestern. We're going to start with the sauce himself. It's going to be at Sleepy uh, Junior Varsity Ryan Field in Evanston, Illinois. Um, going to be getting a multi-million dollar upgrade there, which they're going to be spending about a billion dollars to build a new 30,000 seat stadium. A smaller that, stadium. That's exactly what they're doing. It's like every um, time I, Iowa State does something. Yeah, it's just like it looks like an NFL stadium on the outside. It's like, man, that is beautiful. Um, you have no fans at all. Every time we go there, it's like all Iowa fans, and there's maybe like two or three thousand Northwestern fans there. Yeah. Um, so Wisconsin. I will say, if I can interrupt, yeah, uh, when you tailgate there, you're tailgating on the lake, and like parking lot after parking lot after parking lot, it's a sea of black and yellow. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see, but. Yeah. It's kind of that way in Illinois, too. I mean, it might be more now since Illinois is having a good year, but every time I go to Champaign, it's all black and gold in the parking lot. That's all that it is. But the um, Paul Chrysalis Wisconsin Badgers are going to Northwestern. Game's at 3.30 on the Big Ten Network. 
Um, Wisconsin still um, is favored by nine in this one. We're going to start out with the sauce. Who are you taking in this one, man? I think Wisconsin's done for the year. I think they're going to spiral down. Um, I'm taking Northwestern on this. I think uh, Wisconsin, I think they're going to have a rough road ahead of them just because of the controversy. So taking Northwestern. All right. Uh, Kyle, who are you taking in this one? Wisconsin at Northwestern. Wisconsin still favored by nine. I agree with the sauce. I I think that this is going to, you know, they're not going to know how to respond to this, um, to what's happening in Wisconsin. And I think that uh, Nebraska or uh, Northwestern is going to capitalize on it. So I'm, I'm taking Northwestern. And by the way, are we going to hear anything from our sponsor candles by candy at all? today? today? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we will be hearing from candles by candy. This, okay, uh, good. the previous segment, and I'm going to lose out on the sponsorship dollars. Uh, yeah. Is sponsored nice. by candles by candy. Nice. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, candles by candy she hand makes every candle by hand yeah. in her in her double wide trailer yeah. candles by candy all kinds of different scents are available so yep. um reach out to us if you're interested in purchasing uh, purchasing a candle from candles by candy so kyle thank you for that i appreciate it i looked uh-huh. earlier and for some reason i don't have the graphic available that, well that soundbite is from her obviously sampling one of her candles yeah it's yeah. It, oh yeah yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, was that a recording or Adam, did you say that? Yeah. That's probably the, what I was saying at the bar in Michigan State and it's got me in trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. So candles by candy, hand made, hand, handcrafted. Really inappropriate candles. about you. This, just one thing. It, it don't act like a saint, Marty. Like you're like this straight laced dude. Okay, like, I am. Okay, all right. Just because the neighborhood thinks I'm creepy, it, you know. Hey, it's I, their opinion. When I look at you, I see me in the future, so I don't even hear it. Okay, <laughs> you. We, we could probably be related. You're in so. all sorts of shit trouble, man. <laughs> hey, I know. I know. I'm look. At least I got a vision into the future. So, all right. Uh, candles by candy. Um. Thank you for your sponsorship. I I have one of her candles burning right now. This smells lovely. Um, all right, where are we at on the picks now? I got totally thrown off there. All right, I think Matt. you're up to me. All right, all right, Matt, let's hear it. <clears throat> all right, well, I am going to say Wisconsin's going to cover. Northwestern's had a down, down year. I know Wisconsin just lost Paul Chris, but I think that interim head coach, you know, being the defense coordinator and kicking ass – I think he's going to cover it and uh, it's still going to be Wisconsin. I think they're going to bounce back. All right. That was a solid pick right there. Oh man, that kept coming back. I thought that's a double lock pick right there. Um, (laughs) I am going with, I I agree with Matt. I think that uh, Wisconsin's going to pull this out. This is Jim Leonard's um, audition to be the head coach. I think he's a really great coordinator, but we're going to see. I think Northwestern is real bad this year, and I think Wisconsin's still going to pull it out. I think they're going to have a little bit more offensive output. The players are going to get a, a you know, a little shock to the system, um, possibly by Meyer Electric, and they're going <laughs> to they're, they're going to step it up. All right, next one we're going to go to the sauce here. Um, we got Nebraska at Rutgers. This is a pick 'em. Um, the spread was so small. 
that it's just a straight up pick them. The game is on 7 p.m. at 7 p.m. in Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, Nebraska at Rutgers. Who are we taking here, Sauce? I am, as much as it pains me, <clears throat> I am going with Nebraska. I think this is the game. Uh, they put a complete offensive game together. I think Thompson's ready. I, I, I think they, uh, I think they beat uh, Rutgers and cover it. All right, all right, Kyle. Who are you taking in this one? Nebraska at Rutgers. It's a pick'em. I'm taking Nebraska as well. Okay. All right. Maddie Ice the Miller Light Delight. I'm going to take. <clears throat> I'm actually going to take Rutgers on this one. I think that their defense is going to stop them. Uh, I think the that uh, Rutgers' offense is going to be able to pick through Nebraska's defense. To pick them, it's straight up. It's at Rutgers. It's a night game at Rutgers. It's going to have the that atmosphere. Rutgers is going to be fired up. Um, Nebraska struggled. They, they, they did take on Indiana pretty well, but uh, I just think Rutgers' defense is a lot better than Indiana's, and that's going to slow them down. So I'm right. Rutgers. Um, Rutgers is doing a promotion. It's VHS night. Um, everyone is allowed to get free admission to the game if you bring a VHS tape oh, from living that's in right the, up Nebraska fans alley. Living in the nineties, like Nebraska. That's how they're honoring them. If you bring a VHS <laughs> tape into the game, you get in for free. So um how many national championship VHS tapes are gonna show up at the front door. Yeah, so remember, if you're in Piscataway and you want to watch a college football game, all you need is a VHS copy of Aladdin, and you will get into the game <laughs> for free. For free. Um, I'm going to take Nebraska in this one. I think um, if they play anything remotely like they played this last week, um, I'm starting to get on the, the Mickey Joseph train. You got some stuff going off there, Kyle? You okay? Are you safe? Yeah. Do I what? What's going on? Oh, I just There's thought I heard it hanging on top of your head. Yeah, what's that swinging above your head? It's these like uh, grip trainer pull up things. Okay, there's Prove a rope there too. Prove this it. Is, this is also awesome. the noose. Prove it. <laughs> All right, pull up. Let's see pull ups. Do it, Kyle. Oh. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Get impressive. it. All right. Move my whole computer. Yeah. Mar Marty thought it was a noose. He said so. <laughs> He's. <laughs> That's morbid, and I'm the one that's messed up. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so, all right, moving on, boys. We're going to the team that just handed it to us last week, Michigan, at Indiana. Um, the game is going to be on Fox at noon. It's going to be in Bloomington. Michigan's favored by 23. Um, Marty, the sauce. Who are you taking to this one? I can't just start with somebody else on this one. This is oh. a tough one. All right, you know, uh, I'll, I can start with someone else. No, no, that's all right. I, I, I can take after you see these shoulders. Schlucker isn't the only one. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll quit, quit playing hard to get and tell us who you're picking. <laughs> I'm going Indiana. Right. I think, uh, I think they'll stick with them. I'm not impressed with Michigan. Iowa had, Iowa could have won that game, I think, but I'm not impressed with Michigan, not 23 points wise. So, okay, I'm going Indiana. All right. I don't know that Indiana will win, but not 23 points. All righty. Kyle, who are you taking in this one? Oh, man. I hate Michigan so much. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to say because of stats and how they're doing, 
I, I agree, Marty. I, I don't think I wasn't that impressed with Michigan, even though they did score right off the bat. You know, um, I wasn't that impressed with them. You know what, man? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to say Indiana is going to upset them. I think uh, they're just not going to allow it to happen. Okay. I know it sounds crazy, but let's hey, do it. Hey, crazier things have happened. Matt, who are you taking in this one? That is a large spread at 23 points. But Indiana let Nebraska put 27 up against them. And Michigan's offense is better than Nebraska. I think their defense is better, way better than Nebraska. So I am actually going to take Michigan to cover. All right. <clears throat> Solid pick. I will be taking Michigan in this one as well. Um just I'm not buying what Indiana's selling whatsoever this year. Um, I think they had a little bit of fool's gold early on, and I just, I just don't think they have it. So um, mo- moving on, you we got – You know what that means, Kyle. Hmm. Three for the good guys, zero for the losers. Okay. We'll That's all right. I guess, tell, Marty, Matt, I, tell. I guess we can't say anything, Matt. We're basement dwellers right now. We're getting beat hey, up on in this. One of these times we're going we're gonna to come out on top. Yeah. yeah, right. You play enough times, we're eventually going to win. That's right. So, all right. Uh, next one, we got Purdue at Maryland. Um, this one is going to be on the Big Ten Network. Um, it's at Maryland. Uh, Maryland's favored by three and a half in this one. The sauce. Who are you taking in this one? Purdue at Maryland. Maryland favored by three and a half. I am going to go Purdue on this one. I think Purdue is going to win at Maryland. I'm not impressed with Maryland as a team. I'm going to go Purdue. All right. Kyle, who do you think is going to take this one? I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, very close, but I think Maryland's going to come out with a win. You got Maryland on this one at home. All right, Matt, who do you, th- who do you got in this one, Purdue at Maryland? <clears throat> After uh, last week's showing against Minnesota, I got to take Purdue. I thought Minnesota, I mean, they have a good team this year, and Purdue still ended up winning by 10. So I am going Purdue. You don't know what Purdue team you're going to get. That's the crazy that's, part. That's like, tough. They're mm-hmm. one of those teams they could lose to anybody, and they could lose to Incarnate Word, and then they could probably come out and shock Ohio State. Like, they're one of those teams. I'm going to go with Maryland in this one. If it was at Purdue, I would be switching. I think just, <laughs> I think it's a very, you know, flip of the coin and this one i'm going to go with the home team the home atmosphere um i feel like purdue turns the ball over more on the road uh so i'm going to go with maryland in this one all right boys all right it is the biggest game in the united states of america for this week we have the hawkeyes of iowa traveling to champagne urbana illinois to take on the fighting illini this game will be at it's 6 30 games so i'm excited i get to to tailgate a little bit longer i'm gonna have to pace myself a little bit I'm a little Dude. worried about that so you know my wife's probably gonna have to make my drinks for me to make sure i pace myself because i overserve myself sometimes and burn my drinks so you gotta no. no i know right marty you've never done that before tell, have you? tell me it's not so yeah you know, i gotta i gotta pace myself to make sure that i'm you know i remember the end of the game and i and i, I stay be a plus yeah, that'd be good. If I'm paying all the money to go all the way out there, hotel and tickets and everything like that, I want to remember what happens. So, Marty, the sauce. Who are you taking in this one? The Iowa Hawkeyes at the Illinois Fighting Illini. Ooh, bounce back week, baby. Go Hawks. 
Hawks all the way. They're putting it full, a full game together after uh, Michigan. Bounce right. back week. They got Illinois. I don't remember. Can you remember a time when Illinois was favored against Iowa? <laughs> Illinois is favored by three and a half in this one. I oh, it's the fighting Brett Bielema's. They yep, are looking good. The Bielema effect. Yeah, Kyle, who are you taking in this one? Iowa at Illinois. We got a six thirty kickoff. Um, six thirty kickoff. I I love that. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if the Iowa Michigan game were, was not at you know put it at two thirty or a little bit later, yeah. give it give it a night game. Give it that night game. You know, gosh, under the lights. It would have been a different feel, a different energy. I'm not saying we would have won, but, you know, I just – I don't like 11 o'clock games. I never did, and I don't think any mm-hmm. of my teammates really did. Um, it doesn't give you enough time to to really get pumped up for the game. But yeah. that's me. Um, I'm obviously going with Iowa, you know, traveling to Illinois. does scare me a little bit. <clears throat> um, that's a tough place to play in a way. It's not the toughest place to play, you know, as a kicker. It was a tough place to play because of the way the stadium was situated, and I never missed a field goal there. But it was tough. Um, you know, Illinois is fast. They got uh, they got you know, they got Bielema at the helm, and um, I'm a fan of him. But I'm going with Iowa on this one, man. All right, um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great game, Matt. Uh, I wish you were able to be there with me, but Matt is busy feeding America out on the field, farm and harvesting. And so, you know, this time of year, especially guys, if you know, see a farmer, thank him, you know, it's, they do so much for us and we don't do nearly enough to honor all the hard work they put in. Um, except for Matt, he's kind of a lazy farmer. So but at, at, at I, least, was gonna, I, I was going to say, man, my, my food is dependent on Matt. And then you're screwed. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Yeah, you're, you you're going to be having some. Lose, I'm going to lose 50, 60 pounds. Dry, <laughs> you're going to have some dried out beans. Oh, oh, man. All right, buddy. Matt, who are you taking in this one? Iowa uh, at Illinois. Illinois is favored by three and a half. It just feels weird even saying that. So three and a half, that tells me home field advantage, right? Yeah. So Illinois has been playing well. Um, we just took a hard loss to Michigan. I thought we played them pretty hard um, considering all the elements we were up against. Um, our our defense is going to come out stronger. They, uh, they they were tired, I felt like, towards the end. They, they played a lot. They played hard. Um, let Michigan score more than they wanted to in their mind. So mentally, I think the defense is going to be prepared. Our offense is going to score, you know, more points against against them. So I'm definitely going to take Iowa on this one as well. All right, I think that's a great pick. I uh, I think Bielema's really. I mean, year two. I think they're far ahead of where they thought they would be at this point. He's going to fire them up. Yeah, he's going to get gonna them fire fired that up. Illinois team up. I have no doubt about that. He's going to want to beat Iowa bad. You know, there's going to be a million uh, questions to him about his his Tiger Hawk tattoo this week. I uh, hope so. He, he always gets those, and you know, he always makes a little bit little joke about them and everything. So, um, I'm going to go with the Hawks. I think the Hawks are going to win this one. Like Marty said, uh, Marty said at Perp, I think it's a bounce back game. I think we're moving in the right direction. Um, I think Illinois is a much improved football team. I think they're a lot better. I think they're going to go bowling this year, but um, I, I, I'm not fully buying yet. They're moving in the right direction. I think they're so much improved, and they will go to a okay bowl game. But I think the Hawks are going to win this one. Bounce back week, Hawks win. So, all right, boys. Well, it was great to see all your faces again, Marty. 
welcome back, man. We're glad that you're doing better. And I am excited to partake in some adult beverages with you in the near future. Yeah. And uh, I listened to the podcast from last week on a couple of those inappropriate sponsors. You can send those to me. I think it might do my heart good. (laughs) All right. All right. See, Kyle was a big fan of that liquor store. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Bunghole liquors with a Q. Get your head out of the gutter. All right. So everybody that's uh, listening that's stuck with us this long, thanks for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends about it. We appreciate it. And as always, go Hawks. Go Go Hawks. Hawks.